Black Lives Matter. She's a Super Geek is a proud member of the Misdirected Mark Network. Episode 138 is brought to you by Kathleen Stratner. Episode number 138 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. Hello, all. I'm Andy. And on today's episode, my co host Senda and friend of the show, Wen Reichel, are finishing their playthrough of Lucian Khan's Dead Friend. Content notice this game does deal with the recent death of a close friend and necromancy. We once again join. Android Danella, they, them, as they try to contact their human friend who has recently died, Yast, he, him. The smell of, of just brimstone and burning and smoke in the air and the rains hitting the leaves as they clink. And I am standing strong under this dome because I am still going to continue forward. Putting my index finger on the star coin. <laughs> I just have to dictate all of this so you know uh-huh. what's going on. So this object is important to me. This is this data chip, this very intricately ornately decorated data chip. It has all of the information on it about both how the humans first developed ash before they took over and basically began upgrading themselves. It has all of the human intelligence and information about the uprising of 2054 on it, things that we may not know about ourselves. And it has all of the information on it about the things that were starting to go wrong on the space station that we had to go up um, and, and basically negotiate and resolve. It has all of that information on it, which I know, I know for a fact that the humans didn't share all of that quite truthfully with us. And we didn't push them. We just wanted to solve the problem. We believe that we have. But on this data chip is all of the actual information. And if I wanted to or if I needed to, I could plug it in. I could look at it. And I could see everything. Things that no other Android has access to. And then I take the star coin from you and I turn it tails up. There's a secret about this data chip that you don't know. And that secret is that there is a shutdown command that was implanted into Ash and has been replicated into every android who was made from Ash. And I couldn't tell you. I knew that I was being monitored. I knew that this would probably get me removed from the space station, if not worse. And so uh, when I passed you the chip and I told you, you know, this was basically the history of the androids. What's core to the history of the androids is the way that the humans intended to control them. And that was with threat of ultimate shutdown. (laughs) Steaks. <laughs> <laughs> fire and air, fire and air. Let us now perform the ritual of fire. So, yes. 
to summon the dead into conversation with the living. We're both going to recall your death. This establishes the cause of your death. I'm going to invoke the fire by starting at the top and drawing this pentagram. And then I'm going to move the star coin to the fire point. Word from beyond. Danger. And then I am going to move the circle coin around to the south. Now we need the wands. All right. So to you, two cards. You have the knight of wands and the four of wands. Okay, so the knight is collusion and the Uh, four... Oh, sorry. Collusion might work. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Reading words, that's a thing. All right. A collision and a wedding. This is all about my death. Luna was planning to get married. She was, you know, a rising star ambassador. She had the good life, right? She was one of only two ambassadors between. The flesh people and the android people. She actually has a relationship with an android person. And they were going to get married. And then she started to get threats. And the wedding got called off. And she was in having a really hard time. I decided that I needed to come down to the surface and talk to her. You know, to really try and extend like a a sense of understanding you know that she wasn't she wasn't wrong or bad or betraying you know humanity by having a relationship with an android person you know that was something that people had not caught up to yet but that it would be okay you know and she didn't have to end the relationship just because People didn't, other people didn't think it was all right. But what happened is that the little speeder I was taking down to the surface never arrived. There was a satellite launch that happened from the space station right around the time that I left. Wasn't in any of the logs. It wasn't on the traffic control broadcast. As soon as as uh, my speeder left the space station, the satellite ejected and we collided at high speed outside of atmosphere in space. So what I remember in my last moments are, you know, the sound of the proximity alert, klaxons, the red lights an impact, you know, that sends us spinning. And then just trying to draw breath. Trying to follow the manuals, trying to do all of those last things that they train into you, that you you have to do this. You know, if that doesn't work, do this. And going down those process steps, going down the checklist, until there's just no air left in my lungs. And it all stops. So I have drawn the King of Wands 
and the Two of Wands, which is an order and a material need. So the day that you died, I was I was actually waiting to meet you on the the pad where the little shuttles, little little speeder shuttle dealies uh, land. I was waiting, and I was there because you're my friend, and I was also there because. Ash had decided that I was the one who was going to basically manage any necessary intervention based on, you know, uh, the waves that Luna's relationship had made. So I was there both in a personal capacity and in a professional capacity. And I was hoping that you would bring with you some ritual components that you said that you had plenty of up in the uh, in the station. And I was hoping... So I was hoping that you would bring them down to me. And it was specifically, you know, some space debris, dust, some gases um, that occasionally float by. And they're very useful. And I, I had something coming up. I had a ritual coming up that I needed more free-flowing, more free-flowing components than what I had planet side, which are not always super easy to get. And a lot of times I have trouble, you know, talking to the station about what I actually need because they don't necessarily understand, like you understood, the difference between an element that has been bound as part of a gravitational force and, and connected to everything else for so long, for many, so many millennia, versus something that's been traveling wild and free through space. Because they're very different, but not everyone understands that. So sometimes it's very difficult to argue that I need what they have on the station versus what I already have on the ground. So I, I, you were also bringing some of that down for me. And I, I was waiting, and I waited... And the time that you were supposed to arrive came and it went. And I continued to wait. And finally, there was no word for a very long time. And then finally, as the moons were rising that night, we heard from the station that there had been an accident and that it had been your shuttle. I went and I... I mourned you in the way that androids mourn, which is a meditation on basically storing all the memories of the person and and backing them up so that they are never gone, even mm. though no new ones will be created. Wow. Yeah. This is the sad part of the story. <laughs> this is the sad part, yes. So it's, it's interesting. At that moment, Yast looks into the, the water around him and sees the dome where you are. Sees the, the fire rain coming down and sliding off, fizzling out, creating that little bit of smoke. And, you know, he's got both hands gripping the side of the the little dinghy he's in, you know, leaning far, far out over it and looking down. And he almost sees Donella glance up, right? They, they just barely miss making eye contact with one another. And it just seems so real. It seems like he could reach out and feel the heat of that rain 
and hear the sound of the glass leaves on the trees in the storm. So inside the center of the circle of salt, there are swirling points of light that are fading kind of in and out of what I consider to be visual range. They look like little galaxies, and they're kind of starting at the edges. They begin to coalesce more and more into the center as the ritual comes to completion. It's been two Jupiter months since you died. I have a problem because I have been continuing to try to maintain relationships with the station, relations with the station, kind of as the secondary counterpart to Luna, which is something that started when I became friends with you and, and you know, has just continued because I have had more experience with the flesh people than a lot of my siblings. Unfortunately, the peace that Yast helped us negotiate initially, it's starting to fall apart a little bit. The flesh people are not upholding their end of the bargain. They're acting somewhat erratically. We don't understand exactly what's going on. And they're not communicating with us to tell us. So I'm in need of someone who can actually go to the flesh people and try to renegotiate this, or at least that I can trust to truly tell us what's going on. Luna is actually being strangely silent on many of these issues. She is spending more and more time on the station and less and less time on Jupiter. And it's part of the reason that we're concerned as a community. Me personally, I have recently found out that one of the companies that Luna owns a large majority of stock in because she is a very, very successful woman. Mm -hmm. So one of her business ventures was the was the system or was was the business that was launching the satellite that took out your speeder and so i'm both very concerned about everything that's happening and i'm also now having a lot of trouble trusting that luna is actually going to do her best as the ambassador between my people and your people i am performing this ritual because i think that she killed you and I don't know why yet, and I want you to take revenge on her for your death. <laughs> Convoluted. Got That's it. That's what I want. Nice. Yeah, so I I finally basically acquired what I needed to summon you from, from the world of the dead. It's a diamond that was formed on Earth, because that's where... You originated, and I could not summon you back with materials from Jupiter because you were not from Jupiter. I had to have an Earth diamond. So it has taken me some time to get my hands on that. Is, is it Luna's engagement ring? Oh, man. Now it is. Just the diamond, though. Just I don't care about the part. ring You part. don't need the rest. Yeah. Just the diamond part. Yeah. <laughs> Took me a little while to get my hands on it. Yes. I cool. would imagine so. I'm going to turn the star coin back over and I'm going to 
I'm putting my finger on it, and now I'm going to say the magic formula. <laughs> I have to insert some things here. Beloved Yast, Oculus, thou who perished by satellite collision, through this chip, I conjure thee. Beloved Yast, Oculus, thou who perished through satellite com collision, through this chip I conjure thee. Beloved Yast, Oculus, thou who perished by satellite collision, through this chip I conjure thee. As you do that, what happens is that the, the water around me starts to swirl like a whirlpool. Basically, the area that I was leaning over looking at you becomes the center. And the boat starts to spin around it and spin around it and spin around it. And as it goes faster, I get dumped into the water. And as I'm dumped into the water, I go into the center of the whirlpool and am spit out at your feet in the middle of this room, in the middle of the magic circle sputtering and gasping for air, the air that my lungs had been denied at my death. And I realize I'm alive. Yes! Dan Danella! I got you! I got you! What happened? You... you ran into a satellite, or... or a satellite ran into you. You know... I'm... Still trying to fill in some of the details exactly, but look, I'm just really I, it. Uh, welcome back. Uh, Why am I here? I I called you back. Um, I called you back because I found out why you died, and I. I don't think that you should have died, and so I think, you know, revenge is such a flesh person word to use, I think, but I feel like there should be consequences for the actions that led to your death, and I just can't think of any better way for that to happen than for you to do it. You, you think I was killed? I... I don't yes. know. I... What proof do you have? I have the logs of all of the, the, the satellites that were approved to launch, and this satellite was not on it, that hit you. Uh, your flight path was charted all the way to Jupiter. Everyone, it, it was charted, it was, it, it was known. Even if there was going to be an unauthorized satellite launch that day they could have done it and not hit you they would have been able to see the path that you were going to take and i think that the person who owns controlling interest in that company i think that she did it intentionally i think that she was getting well i'm not sure either jealous of your easy and open communication with my people or maybe something went a little bit wrong with her when she had to call off the wedding. I'm not sure. But Do you think Luna killed me? 
I think Luna, if she didn't kill you, she's at least... If she didn't actually pull the trigger, I think she's at least responsible for telling the person who did. Did you talk to Ash or Justice about any of this? No. No. I absolutely cannot. You cannot? Why not? Because if I talk to Ash or Justice about it, they will go to Luna and they will talk to her, and she will smile at them, and she will hand wave everything away, but what you don't understand is that we are about, we are about to recreate the original instigating circumstances of 2054 again right now. They're not communicating. She's not communicating with us. She just placates us, and they still believe her. And everything that we fixed the last time is going wrong again. And there's no one else who could possibly be causing that. There's no one who could be intentionally preventing transparent communication because she is the only one who is supposed to be communicating this information to us. And you were the only other source of information. So it seems extremely likely to me that she wants something else from this. She doesn't want us involved. And you were the only other way that we were going to stop it. We don't want to go to war again. I understand that. I, Danella, I, I know. I know you don't want to go to war. I don't want you to go to war, but you are incredibly capable of dealing with this on your own. You are far, you and the androids are far outstripping what the humans thought. All you need to do is free yourself from the flesh people. That's, he puts his hand over your hand on the chip. That's why I gave you this. So you would know your history. So you would know about the code. You did look at the code, didn't you? I haven't looked at the chip. Why would I give you this if I didn't want you to look at it? There's information on there about... There's a, there's a back door. There's a kill code. You and Ash and everyone, you need to do something to fix it. I don't know how to fix it. But, but this is terrible. You understand that this makes everything make sense, right? How does it make that everything? It, it, it doesn't matter what we do or how we feel about them, because this time, if they can't come to an agreement, they'll just turn us off. That's why you have to fix the switch. That's why I gave you the information so you could do this yourself. Why did you pull me from the beyond for this? Because Luna killed you. There and are there other must allies. be consequences. I can't trust anyone. 
I can't even trust Ash and Justice right now. They're not seeing this happen. I don't want to be here. I was at peace. I was figuring what? out the next world. Now you've ripped me back to enact anger. When in my life have you ever seen me act out of anger or revenge or retribution or whatever it may be? I want the best for you, but you have to be able to take care of yourself. You don't understand. I can't go up to the station and get this information. I can't go up to the station and convince them not to do this. I can't go up to the station and get anyone to to actually follow up on what happened to you. Why not? Because I'm not flesh. You are better than flesh. It's nice that you think so, but it doesn't mean that anybody up there is going to give me any of the information or anything that I need to know. You have magic. Between all of the seasons, you cannot make one person who they would listen to. You cannot find one person. I don't think that they want to make peace again, and I don't understand why or what happened. They want to fight us. And if they want to fight us, then it must be because of Luna. And if it's because of her and she is also responsible for your death, I can't create these con- I can't create these consequences. You know I can't my hands are tied. I cannot commit violence against a flesh person. Or all I will do is start the war myself. I don't want any war starting, but I already gave you the information with which to free yourself. All I want is peace. All I want is to go back to the starry sky from which you pulled me. I left through the sky, and I came back through the sky. And the sky is my home. Now. This is where I need to be. Send me back. Okay, we're going to do the ritual of air. <laughs> All right. I'm going to evoke air by tracing this pentagram like that. And then I'm going to move the star coin to air. A word from beyond. Forget. Okay, and I am moving the circle coin to spirit. Or to east again. Okay. Okay. I'm shuffling the swords. We each get four cards. Okay, here are your cards. You have the seven, the queen, the two, and the eight. Okay. Okay. Let me see what I have. I have the six, the nine, uh, the knave. Oh my. 
and the five. And we're only going to use three out of the four each, so, okay. Yes. So now I'm going to take the star coin, and I'm going to flip it. I call tails. (laughs) I believe that you are tails. (laughs) Oh, okay, good. I got heads. All right, you get to go first. Okay, and I put it in the center over both of our names. Let me think about this for a second. So I'm going to bring up the projected flight path for your speeder to show you and then show you where the satellite intersected with that. It's clear to me that this is deliberate. I don't know why you don't seem to care that your death was the act of a specific malicious act against you. Or it was gross incompetence. And even if it was specific malicious intent, I'm dead. My story is written. Yours goes on. I am not but memories now. I don't want you to be nothing but memories. I can show you how to be back here. You don't have to be gone. You haven't lost anyone before. I need your help. I can't do this by myself, and there isn't anyone else. And I can show you the map of how this happened, and I... I don't understand why you don't care. But I guess it's like when you left with Luna instead of staying for the rest of the ritual. I don't know what I was expecting. I understand what you're trying to say. He comes over and he takes your hand in his and like clasps it between. But at the same time... The ending is part of the story. You can't just bring people back. This this has never been done before. I understand that you haven't lost anyone before, but you can't just bring people back. Flesh people are not like you. Ash may have had another body, but humans do not. There's not a second book, except as the afterlife. So I consider that as having used logical persuasion, maybe? I don't know. Sure. Sounded like logical persuasion to me. I have used, I have used my map of travel. You don't seem to understand, but... Even before, and even though Luna was the official ambassador, you were always the light between our two communities. You were the one who actually had true understanding and empathy. And I I know that I'm saying that, and, and she, you know, she was ready to marry into the summer house. And I know that, but she never understood. So if I have to send someone to try to solve this situation, I can't send her, even if I didn't 
think that she had caused your murder specifically, intentionally, exactly so that you wouldn't be here for this situation. I didn't bring you back at random and yes, I missed you and I didn't want you to be gone, but I have put you in the permanent memory banks that were shared by me and everyone else and anyone could access all that was left of you at any time. And that is how we celebrate when someone is gone. We keep what is left of them with us, but you were the only light that I could find in this situation to try to see my way through, to try to see how any of us make it through. There have to be consequences for her actions. But you she was here. She was on the surface. She was not on the space station when this happened. I was coming to see her. It seems very obvious to me that she would be implicated when I was coming to see her. There has to be another layer. There has to be something else that was happening. I I don't know what it was, but the first step, the key, he says, and he holds up the chip, is this. You need to take away the power that the flesh people have over you. Because, yes, you will never be equally regarded. You will never be seen as a force that needs to be negotiated with if they think that they can end you and everyone like you at any moment. If you take away their power, then they will have to pay attention to you. It's not that I disagree with you, but the thing that neither of us knew when you were on your way down is that Luna was not actually on Jupiter at the time. What? She actually was on the space station. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm worried you're going to win this fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my third card, so... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Um, so that's what was the name. she doing on the space station? I don't know. Well, I have my suspicions, but I can't find out any of the information directly because no one will talk to me and no one will tell me what she was doing there because she left traces of her biometric readings in her room so that we would think that she was here, but she was not here. I have the record of her ship, her speeder taking off at dawn before anyone was reacting. And it went back to the station. I don't know. I think she's trying to start the war. I don't want the war. I can't abide by 
what little I put my life into being destroyed. This was focus of all of my time, all of my efforts, all of my energies, as short as it was. And because of that, I can't let this go on. And so Yast reaches for a button that turns off surveillance. And I think the screen goes black so that Yast and Anella can speak in private and not be monitored. <laughs> nice. I think I think Donella won. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I, let's see. I have to move the the star coin to the spirit point. There we go. A word from beyond. Renewal. Yeah. I mean, if that works for you, that that last that knave card. <laughs> yeah. That was it a big got you. one. I think it did. Yep. I don't think that this is going to be about describing how our conflict resolves. I think this is about describing how we prevent the war from happening. Yes. By visiting consequences on Luna. <laughs> I think that is true. Yes. And I think what it looks like, it just is a short vignette. Please feel free to jump in on this one, even though it officially says that I'm going to talk about it. I mm -hmm. do not need to do this by myself. I think what it looks like is that we take a speeder up to the station, ostensibly so that I can meet with Luna, but you step out of the speeder first. Mm. And I think that her, her face goes pale. Like, mm -hmm. all the blood just drains out of it. But she's seeing a ghost. And I actually think that she has a, maybe a little bit of a Macbeth moment. Yeah. Where she she ends up accidentally monologuing to you all of the things. <laughs> and, then, and, and then based on that, do you think that... Do you think she's arrested as, like, the ringleader and put away? Or something more drastic and immediate? So I think she tries to yell the kill word, and it doesn't work. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yes! And I think at the best. that... <laughs> yeah, at that point, I think, you know, either you can take personal retribution on her, yeah. or we have enough to be like, and she tried to assassinate... Uh, a, uh, a an android person and basically also admitted to I killing me. Killing you. <laughs> Oops. Good. So I, I yeah I think I think what we'll actually do is take her into custody and take her back down to the planet's surface <gasps> to stand trial by justice. Oh, my justice. justice, yes, Gets of to course. enact it in the first court case of the android people. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Because of course they do. Of course. Because <laughs> they're yes. justice. They are justice. They <gasps> finally feel fulfilled and happy in their world. <laughs> they're finally not depressed. 
That's oh, right. Good. <laughs> Somehow that I think because the humans see not only was Luna trying to restart the war, she also assassinated a human and attempted to assassinate an android. And then they see that even given that, even given all of that, that the androids treat her fairly and really they they aren't needlessly harsh. That they realize that the androids are people that are worth working with, even though the androids have capabilities beyond the flesh people's ability. Yeah. Yay! Woo, dead friend! (laughs) Okay, so then it says, we get to epilogue about what the two friends do in their next life or afterlife. So I guess we're getting to live life too. (laughs) I guess we're going to have life, yeah. I mean, I didn't die. The beta life. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I feel like I can help you out like just with the 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 like this is a new body it's okay it happens to all of us <laughs> <laughs> you know sometimes it just happens and you know y- you get used to it <laughs> okay so the question is really which we did not explore yet yeah. is yes in a human fleshy body or in an android body? Oh my gosh. That's so wild. I feel like I missed an opportunity to put to specifically make it Okay, I here here's here's what I think would be really cool. Okay. I missed the opportunity to describe this as I was like doing the ritual part, but in postscript I think it would be super duper cool if it's an android reproduction of his fleshy body, but it has to have the diamond in it to make like the brain connection. Nice. Yeah. That's why they had to have the earth diamond to to make the android form for you. Yes. Perfect. (laughs) I think that's what it is. Because that's cool. That's very cool. Yes, I think we should just end it there because I don't. I think we could go on, but I don't know. We that... could. We don't need to. That is yeah. the correct end point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Two androids holding handroids go off into the fire rain sunset. <laughs> <laughs> to the clinking of the leaves. My Jupiter is not at all what Jupiter looks like, but I like it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> My afterlife is exactly what the afterlife looks like. Of course it is. But, you know, enjoy it anyway. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That was awesome. Thank you for playing. That was awesome. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me to play.
We hope you enjoyed episode 138 of She's a Super Geek. If you liked what you heard, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating and review on the podcatcher of your choice. Dead Friend is by Lucian Khan. You can find it on itch.io. You can follow Lucian Khan at O underscore Theogony on both Twitter and Itch. Our theme song is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. You can find more music, tour dates, and merch online, kieranstrange.com, or on Twitter at Kieran Strange. Just for fun, did you know that Emily Dickinson wrote in the Common Meter? So her poems can be sung to the Pokemon theme song and the Yellow Rose of Texas and many, many more songs. I saw this on Twitter posted by Ji Yong Shim and couldn't get it out of my mind. Because I could not stop for death. He kindly stopped for me The carriage had but just ourselves And immortality For his civility.